BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hi, Catcher. A series of true stories of the unceasing search for enemy spies in water, based on the memoirs of Lieutenant Colonel Oreste Pinto of the Allied Counterintelligence Service. This week's story is entitled, Traitor in the Forest. The part of Colonel Pinto is played by Bernard Archer. In the winter of 1944, the scope of activities in Europe was widened, and I was instructed not only to search for spies and traitors behind the fighting lines, but to look after the security of Allied divisions going north into Belgium and Holland. My opposite number in British counterintelligence became my very close friend, and we met often to pool new information. At one of these meetings, he handed me a piece of folded paper and invited me to examine it. What is it? It's just what it appears to be. It's a page torn from a British Army field notebook. It's been folded in four. It has a yellow stain on one quarter. And written on one side is uh, what well, seems to be the British Order of Battle in Holland. It is our Order of Battle. And it's almost complete. This is down to battalion level, including artillery and army units correctly numbered. Well, does this concern me? I think so. Two days ago, when our men were searching the German dead, searching for identification, that was found in the pocket of a dead German officer. Hmm. It isn't German handwriting. It's cursive, flowing. British handwriting. And the numerals are the same. They're British, too. Then how did it come into the possession of a German infantry officer? Well, the same way it came into your possession. They searched the British dead for identification. They find this in an officer's notebook and they tear it out. Don't think so. That order of battle is new. It was not more than three days old when we found it on that dead German officer, and it's still up to date. I checked this, and only one of our officers who would have had this kind of information had been killed since this order of battle was made, and one other, a brigade intelligence officer, had been captured. I've also checked the handwriting of each of them. It belongs to neither of them. Well, how many other officers would have this information? Two hundred, maybe more. And they're moving all over the front. In any case, we can't do it that way. They're all senior officers and busy in battle. You think this was sent to the enemy? Yes, and smartly, within two days of its being issued, perhaps within one day. And you think a British officer passed it on? I don't know. It looks like it. The trouble is, I'm busy at the moment. Two cases. Both have priority, and it means a lot of traveling around. I'd like you to look into this. May I leave it with you? Yes. All right. 
That'll do it. Thanks a lot. Uh, there'll be someone in your office that I can get in touch with. Yes, of course. Thank you. And good luck. Goodbye. Oh, Captain, would you come in for a minute? Yes, sir. Captain, we have a case concerning Allied troops. Uh, British counterintelligence want us to look into it. Just take a look at this. Yes, sir. Uh, the information on that note is only five days old. It was found in the pocket of a German officer, a dead German officer. Counterintelligence believe it was passed to the Germans. The question is, who passed it to them, and how was it done? Hmm. I see it's stained. Yes. I shall want a copy of all situation reports from the British front for the past six days. Uh, no, you better make that the past seven days. I want a copy of all intelligence reports, confidential reports, battle summaries and appreciations. And I want the daily casualties of all units. Yes, sir. I'll attend to that right away. I obtained the reports and studied them. In the seven days, fighting had been heavy all along the front. In the area of the Reichswald forest, the fighting had been particularly heavy, and ground had been lost and retaken several times. Have you found whom the note was found, sir, was a captain, Captain Ernst Reiner. Uh, age? According to his papers, 26, sir. Here they are. Oh, thank you. Captain Ernst Reiner, 3rd Parachute Regiment. How was he killed? By machine gun fire, sir. Alone or with others of his unit? With four others of his unit, sir. Hmm. What else did you find? Well, it's very much as you said, sir. More than 200 officers had that information on that day. There's been considerable movement since then, and casualties. Now it would be like looking for a needle in a haystack. Well, perhaps we can make the haystack a little bit smaller, and our needle a little bit larger. Now, let's have a look. On the day before Captain Reiner was killed, his unit, the 3rd Para, and a neighboring unit, 276, Retook some ground. Hmm. They overran a company headquarters and four prisoners were taken. They also overran an advanced dressing station in which were 12 wounded men. On the following morning, the ground was retaken by us, and in this fighting, Captain Reiner and his four comrades were killed. That could explain it, sir. No officers were taken prisoner, so he must have found it at company headquarters. Yes, but why did he hold on to such important information? He wasn't killed until the following morning. He had time to pass it on. There's another side to it. They also overran an advanced dressing station. I wonder. Uh, in that cupboard over there is a first aid box. Would you bring it to me? Yes, sir. Thank you. Bandages, dressing, safety pin. Ah, here it is. Acroflavin. A very reliable antiseptic. Um, could I have a sheet of paper, please? Yes, here you are, sir. An experiment. We'll stain this paper with acroflavin and see what happens. Well, how's that? Hmm. It's the same color as the stain on the original note, sir. Yes, I thought it might be. So we can now connect the note with the advanced dressing station that was overrun the day before Captain Reiner was killed. At least I think we can. Now, let's see. Um, next morning, the ground was retaken by us. Well, that's when Reiner was killed. And the orderly in charge of the wounded at the dressing station was uh, a Corporal George Hamilton. 
I want him traced and I want him brought here. Right, sir. And I want the stain on the original note analyzed. I'm certain it's acrosavin, but I want a report. Yes, sir. According to the battle report that I'd sent for, the advanced dressing station had been overrun and taken by the Germans and had been retaken by us on the following morning. The orderly in charge had rejoined his unit. He was traced and brought to my headquarters. Ah, your full name, rank and number, please. Hamilton, sir. George Alfred. 2573687. Corporal, sir. RAMC. Uh, you were taken prisoner of war, Hamilton. Yes, sir. And you escaped? Not really, sir. I did get out of it when our lads came back next morning. It's about being taken prisoner, sir. Yes. Uh, tell me your story from the beginning, Hamilton. Well, it was last Monday morning, sir. And we were pretty busy in the ADF. That's the advanced dressing station. There were a lot of patrols and skirmishes, and casualties were coming in pretty regularly, from the shelling and from the booby traps. The jerry have them strung between trees all through the forest, anti-personnel bombs, and hidden in the snow, too. They're pretty bloody if you get caught, and they were coming in steadily all morning. We had four doctors working all the time, under Major Ramson. And we were cast hard at it till about 12 o'clock, when we were told that the Jerrys had put in a pack with their paratroops, and they were getting round the back of us, and we were told to evacuate the station. Well, we started getting them out, the ones who'd been treated, and we were busy with the ambulances. By about uh, 2 o'clock, we'd got most of them out, all except four who were too bad to move. You couldn't move them on these roads. Then Major Ramson sent out two of the doctors and half the orderlies, and the Padre. Then he sent out the other doctor and more orderly. He kept three of us. Well, why didn't the doctor stay with the wounded? Well, it's a new order, sir. If an ADS is sure to be overrun, the doctors and surgeons have to get out. They're needed elsewhere. Orderlies stay with the wounded, the, the ones we can't move. We had four critical cases at the time, sir, and three orderlies looking after them. We were almost surrounded, and casualties came in from this fighting, too. There was nowhere else to take them. Two Jerrys were brought in, one with his leg smashed. I told Major Ramson he should go, but he wouldn't. Even if it was an order, he would still look after the wounded. He did all eight of them, sir. And he even stayed to look after the Jerry. The smashed leg? Yes, sir. What did he do? Well, he gave him a shot to kill the pain and cleaned and dressed it and put on a Tobruk plaster. It was the best he could do in the time. A Tobruk plaster? What's that? Well, it's quick, sir, but it's very effective. You clean and dress and bandage... Then you cover the whole limb in plaster of Paris so that it can't move. It's done in emergencies. You write the date on the plaster and instructions that the plaster should be removed as soon as possible. I see. What happened then? It got quiet, sir. The Major wanted to stay, but there were no more casualties coming in. I reminded him of the order and told him that we could look after the wounded, so he said good luck and went off. And after that? It was about 20 minutes before the Jerry's came. Parachute men. They talked to this wounded Jerry, the one with the smashed leg, and I think he said we'd been good to him. Anyway, they didn't bother us very much. Did the Germans treat you well? Yes, sir. Were any of the wounded questioned by the Germans? No, sir. Were you? No, sir. There was no question. In the morning, some Jerry medical officers came and looked at the wounded and checked our stores. Well, it was then that the counterattack started. A lot of shelling. I had to take cover. Well, when the shelling had stopped, I saw some of our own troops, and I took them to the ADF. But the Jerry's had pulled out. Your own wounded were still there? Yes, sir. So I just took over and waited until our unit came back. Hmm, I see. Um, look at this piece of paper, Hamilton. Yes, sir. Now, if this piece of paper had been in an advanced dressing station, 
What could have made that stain? No, don't open it. Just look at the stain. It's uh, too light for iodine, sir. It could be acroflavin. Was acroflavin being used in your ADS that morning? Yes, sir. Hmm. Uh, I want you to write your name, rank, and unit, and the names of the four officers and the eight orderlies who were in the ADS that morning. Yes, sir. Do you want the name of the padre, sir? Um, yes. All personnel who were at the dressing station that day. I don't know all the names, sir. That's as many as I know. It includes all the officers? Yes, sir. Thank you, Hamilton. Ah. Well, you've been very helpful. That'll be all. Thank you, sir. Oh, uh, come in, Captain. Did you get anything from the corporal, sir? Well, I gave him a handwriting test, writing a list for me. But he certainly didn't write the note. I'm sure he knows nothing about it. I see. Now, Major Ramsden was in charge of the ADS, and he was there almost to the end. I want to see him as soon as possible. Yes, sir. And a Captain Franks, who was in charge of transport, I want to see him. And I want you to see our own medical people and ask them what they know about a Tobruk plaster. Uh, what, sir? Well, I gather it's some sort of emergency dressing. Captain Franks was the first to be traced, and I started with him. Are you in charge of the ambulances for the evacuation of the wounded, Captain? Yes, sir. Uh, describe this tent where the wounded were treated. Oh, it was a small tent, sir, adjoining the other two. Room for four doctors to work. Rather rough and ready by ordinary standards, but most of them are. Were only medical personnel allowed in this operating tent? Oh, no, sir. We were very busy all day. Anyone who was free for a moment would lend a hand. Well, what do you mean by lend a hand? Well, uh, fetch and carry or hold something or... Get fresh supplies for the doctors. They were working against time. Did you help in this way? Once or twice in the morning. But when the evacuation started, I was busy getting my transport up and loaded and getting it away. Well, who was left behind? Four seriously wounded men who couldn't be moved on that road. Three orderlies and the major. Do you know why he should stay behind? To look after the wounded as long as he could. He had a jeep and he came out later. I travelled behind the last convoy to help protect it. The jerrys were coming round us. Yes. Captain, will you write down for me the names of your own personnel, RASC people, who were moving about the ADS that day? Yes, sir. They were drivers, sir. Brown. Jenkins. Fraser. Here's the list, sir. Thank you, Captain. Right, that'll be all. Thank you for coming to see me, and a safe journey back. Thank you, sir. Major Ramson is here, sir. Oh. Good morning, Major. Good morning, sir. Sit down, please. Thank you. I'm sorry to have brought you all this way from the front line, Major, but there are some questions I want to ask you. Yes, Colonel. Uh, you were in charge of an advanced dressing station which was overrun by the Germans on Monday, six days ago. That is correct. You received orders to evacuate the wounded. When did you receive this order? Precisely? Oh, I don't know. It was about 12 o'clock. I was busy at the time, and as soon as I was finished with the case, I was told. What action did you take? I ordered the evacuation of all cases that had been dealt with, and a general speed-up in dealing with the remaining casualties. 
May I ask the reason for this inquiry? You may ask, Major, and I may tell you later. Meantime, I'd like you to answer my question. When was the evacuation completed? It was completed in stages. By two o'clock, most of the cases were away, and I sent half my staff away, two doctors and some orderlies. And I told the padre to leave. He didn't want to go, but it was a matter of transport. By 2.30, we had dealt with the remaining cases as best we could, and the captain in charge of transport reported to me that the last of the ambulances were due to leave. I told my colleague, Captain Jessup, to leave and take all the orderlies except three. You remained at the station? I was anxious about four of the wounded who couldn't be moved. I wanted to do what I could for them before the Germans came. Did you intend to stay with them? I wanted to do my best for them. Well, there's a new order, isn't there, that says that when an ADS is likely to be overrun and is ordered to be evacuated... Surgeons and doctors will not remain behind, but will leave orderlies to look after the wounded. Did you intend to stay at the ADS? I was in charge of the station. It was my intention to do what I could for the wounded and for the men who were being left behind, and then return to brigade. That is what I did do. While you were staying behind, more casualties came in. Uh, yes, a few came in, about eight of them. They were men who had been wounded in defense of the ADS. So I attended them. The Germans were quite near they were in the forest. I don't know how near. It was a probe. I think they got behind us. It was the only place we could bring the casualties. British casualties? I think there were six British and two German wounded. You attended the Germans? Of course. Both of them? Well, there was little I could do for one of them, but the other I did it. What was the, na what was the nature of the injury? A leg wound. Maceration. How did you treat it? There wasn't much time. I cleaned the wound and dressed it and applied plaster to immobilize the limb. And then you left? I had a look at the other wounded, said goodbye to the three orderlies who were staying behind, and then I left, yes. Shortly afterwards, the ADS was overrun? Yes. Did you have any trouble on the journey back? No, luckily the road was still ours, and I got back all right. Oh. Well, now I'll tell you the reason for these questions. On the day after your ADS had been overrun, our counterintelligence men came upon a German officer in possession of highly secret information about British troops. We believe that that information was sent to the Germans, and we believe that it was sent via your advanced dressing station. What kind of information? Highly confidential information that would be known... Oh, sorry, sir. Oh, it's all right, Captain. Come in. Oh, your signature, sir. Thank you. How's the wrist? I think it's all right now, sir. Quite comfortable. You recognize the dressing, Major? It's called a Tobruk plaster, isn't it? The Brook plaster is used for immobilizing the leg, Colonel, not for putting on a forearm. Yes. And in fact, you put it to Brook plaster on the leg of a German soldier just before your ADS was overrun. Yes. Well, for an experiment, Major, I've had this to Brook plaster put on the captain's forearm. There's really nothing wrong with his wrist. Um, would you please remove that plaster? You have the captain's permission and mine. Will you remove that plaster? Is this part of your inquiry? That's what I'd like to know. Have you the shears, Captain? I have them here, sir. Will you remove the plaster, Major? Very well, sir. Just put your arm on the desk, please, Captain. No, the other way around, please. What is it, Major? Well, there's a note inside. Will you read it? 
Yes, um, this is how it was done. Why? Are you asking me why? I am reading what it says on this note. This is how it was done. Why? Thank you, Captain. Right, sir. Now, Major, that note was quite clean when it was placed against the dressing last night and passed it over. Now, it's stained, isn't it? What made the stain? The antiseptic. The act of lady. Will you compare it with the stain on this note, Major? Would you say that they were the same? They seem to be. Well, I assure you, they are the same, Major. I've had the stain on this note analyzed. It's also acrophalin. And the note, if you'll read it, reveals highly secret information. Doesn't it? Yes. Look at it closely. Would you agree that that note could have been stained by being placed inside a book plaster? Possible. It's written on a page from an army field notebook. Did you have field notebooks at your post? Yes. And the last case you dealt with was a German paratrooper. You stayed behind to deal with him and encased his leg in such a plaster. You wrote instructions on the plaster. What instructions? The time and date. And instructions for removal at the earliest possible moment. And next day, this note stained is found in the possession of a German paratroop officer. This is preposterous. You're suggesting that I put that note... I don't even know the order of battle. Don't you? No, and if I did, you think... Good God, man, I'm a doctor. I'm here to save lives. What do you think of the Germans? German wounded or German troops? That's right. To me, all wounded are in need of help. British or German. I do my best for them. And German troops? I am a non-competent colonel. The fighting has been pretty hard in the forest. What do you think of war? What do you think? Do you think it's a game? To some people it is a game, Major. A very dirty game. But let's come back to the point. That note contains highly secret information. The information was only two days old when your post was overrun. It was found on the body of a German paratroop officer. His unit overran your post. Do you agree with me that that stain connected to the medical post? Yes. The handwriting is British. You recognize it? No. You're certain? Yes. But you do agree with me that on the evidence we have, it could have been sent inside the Tobruk plaster. And if so, it was intended to get into enemy hands. Yes. And if so, there was a traitor in the forest. But there must be a hundred other ways. We're not the only ones with active navy. Why suspect a doctor? This information would cost hundreds of lives, hundreds of casualties. Do you think any doctor has this information? A moment ago, you told me that you treat all wounded alike, whether they're British or German. In my work, all suspects are treated alike, whether they're civilians or soldiers or doctors. So we meet on common ground. You don't recognize this handwriting? No. Will you give me a copy of your handwriting, please? Yes. Write down your own name and unit and the names of the three doctors who served with you and the names of any officers among the wounded. The wounded who were left behind? Yes, please. Well, there's only one. Here are the names. Thank you. Hmm. Yes. You will have to look elsewhere for your traitor. Aren't you, Colonel? So it would seem. But you agree that I should look for him? Yes. I suppose so. By the time my British opposite number had completed his own case, I was ready with a report for him. Well, Major, how did it go? Uh, here are the reports. Oh, thanks. Uh, you sent me two problems. 
how this information could be sent to the enemy so quickly and so successfully, and who sent it. Yes. But first, let's deal with how. I had the stain on the note analyzed. It was caused by acrophalus. Hmm. Well, that connected with the medical post. This ADS was the only one to fall into German hands at that time, and in it was a German paratrooper. On his leg, it's a book plaster. The ADS is overrun, and he's taken to his own medical post. The plaster is broken open, and the note is found, stained, of course, by the antiseptic. It's given immediately to a paratroop officer, same unit, to take through the forest to headquarters or to a signals unit. At that moment, we put in a counterattack, and fortunately for us, this German officer is killed. Well, that's how it was done. But I can't be sure who did it. The fact is, it was done. So the post was busy. All sorts of people were in and out. Now, here are some handwriting tests, but they get us nowhere. But I see you think it was Major Ramsden. Well, he had the opportunity, and he did stay behind against orders. But he didn't have this information, and it isn't his handwriting. I've checked that. Does it have to be his handwriting? He could have got it or taken it from someone else? Well, you say there are 200 officers who had this secret information. The front's been moving fast. There have been many casualties. I'm afraid we can't prove anything now. No, I suppose not. I'm sorry you were called in so late. There was a traitor in the forest, but the case was never completed. Perhaps we were too late. And perhaps the story explains why a certain officer... Ramsden was not his real name, was transferred immediately to a base hospital. At that stage in the battle, we couldn't afford to take risks. You've been listening to Spycatcher, with Bernard Archard as Colonel Areste Pinto. The script was written by Robert Barr and the program produced for the BBC by Charles Max. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5hourenergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.